0: Welcome to the second podcast of the new year, 2024. Uh, Davis and I, again, for you next week, we're going to have a guest on the podcast for you to listen to. You don't have to listen to our voices as much. I'm sure you'll appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But today we're going to talk about both of us have changed the projects that we were on, right? So you got a lot of different new team, new staff, new new people to work with. So we're going to talk about a little bit about leadership, what we've learned from working with a whole new team, and just kind of how a, a change of scenery is not always a bad thing, right? It's just you get to have a lot of different people working for you, different personalities, different people that you can to interact with on a daily basis. And it just helps you grow and learn and develop your leadership skills that, that much more than just staying... At the same spot day after day year after year so davis you want to start it off for you
1: for us yeah just let me know whenever you want me to start talk stop talking <laughs> because... <laughs> now go for it man let's get it let's do it all right so my superintendent now his name's james myers awesome guy really grown very close to him he was a uh, superintendent on my last job really fought for me to come to this next project and i've just been he is just unlike any superintendent i've ever been under before he's willing. He knows I'm smart enough that if there's a problem, I'm going to make a phone call. So he's just basically gone. Davis, go make decisions. Call me if you need me. Like, I love it. Just let me, turn oh, me cool. loose. So he has taught me stuff I've already known, but you know, not just how you lead people, but how you motivate them. I think I was so stuck on leading people in my last job. I never learned about having to motivate them. I really even thought, why? Because to me, it's just come come to work, do your job, be self-motivated. There shouldn't be someone having to motivate you, right? So from this job, he's taught me a lot about different personalities that I know a lot about personalities, but he taught me how do I motivate this this individual, right? So right now, if you can picture it, it's just B and G self-performed carpenters. We don't have any trades really on our job. We got some block masons doing some work, but maybe they'll finish sometime this this year. We don't know. But so we have this particular gentleman. I'm not gonna say his name, but he is just a concrete guy. That's all he does. So if we're not doing concrete stuff, he's not really not he's not really busting it, right? But when con- concrete shows up, he's in it. The, the dude could sling it. Like just amazing. It is really cool to watch him work. So I say that because I've had a hard time of understanding. Why do we allow him to whenever we don't have concrete to kind of just take it easy? Like, because I've been like, Hey, you gonna do anything today? What you doing? Like I I've seen you stand there for two to three hours, like like get to work today. Like, let's go. Like I've gotten a little, a little upset with him. And James was like, I hear what you're doing, I hear what you're saying, but that's not gonna help get him to do what you need. I was like, What do you mean? So he's like, the way you approach this in particular person is you gotta talk to him about his family. You have to really Approach him from the family side. Once you open and cross that barrier, you got to go and start making fun of him and start being loud and start joking. He literally yeah. loves when people are trying to, to make fun of him because then he's like, I'm going to show up and actually do something. so J- James will rattle off two or three things and get him fired up for the day because he made him laugh. It's just so different because I would just be like, all right, that guy's lazy. He doesn't ever work. But he's like, watch this. Literally huh. watch this. Went up around his shoulder and talked about his grandma and then said a joke and it just lights up. And I was like, Holy cow, just watching a different side of how you motivate people is pretty cool. So,
0: man, that's awesome. Yeah. So, for a superintendent like that, right? I, I think both of, both of us have worked with a lot of different superintendents, a lot of different people on job sites. What do you think makes a superintendent like that so good? Like, how do they get mm-hmm. to that point versus the ones who, might not ever get to that point. Hmm.
1: I think, because I know James, he's, he'd be fine with me saying this. He's gone through a lot in his life. He's hmm. had hard times before. He's very open to that. The guy just understands people. He walks down the job site. Doesn't matter if it's his guy or a trade. He knows if somebody's hurting. He cares. Like I, I would say he has been more, now I don't want to use the word worried, but more so involved with how do I build people than how do I build this building? He goes, we got the people here that are going to build the building. You got it, Davis. Like, that's great. I'm going to try to teach you how to build people because I'm going to leave eventually and cool. I'm not going to be here and you're going to have to build this without me, but you're going to have to find your replacement. And so again, Walker and I, we talk about this every podcast, but to actually have someone that's in his 40s that is living it out every single day, is pretty cool. So I would say... For a lot of these superintendents, James came up the old way. He went to college, but he also came up to, with a tool belt. And so a lot of these superintendents now they haven't exactly had to have the tool belt on, mm. and so they don't understand the struggle. So I say that because I talked to some of our carpenters now, the self-performed guys, and not that I know what I'm talking about, but I know what they're talking about. I understand the struggle and understand the pain because I told them, Hey, I did self-performed concrete work for three months. I'm not at all saying I've done what you've got. You done, guys, but I have a respect for what you do every day because it's tough. Yeah. They're like, we oh, know yeah. it is. So I'm like, I understand. And so I know when I can push you when you haven't done anything. That's why I was going up to that individual. I know when I can push you, but I also know when to lay off because what do you think? Whenever we got 10 trucks and it's getting a, a little hot, like we need to pick it, pick it up, I understand at moments when I can say, Hey guys, we like let's motivate and let's encourage them. That is not the time to like get in their face and start trying to get them fired up and doing it the other way of cussing them out. Like, Hey, what are you going to do today? Right. That's like, you just got the situation. So I would say for anybody, for a superintendent to try to understand what that person is going through, go and do that task with them. Do it for the whole day. I know you're not going to be able to, but go learn how to do that task and be there and down, down in the dirt with them and figure out what it, what does it take for your body the next day to recover Mm. and think about they do that day in and day out. And so it's like, you got to understand it is leveraging people. It's a big, it's a big understanding of how do I get this crew to work here, this crew to work here. But if you don't understand the struggle of what someone goes through, you don't understand how hard it is or how easy it is. How can you know when can I push and when can I not? So does does that make sense? No, I I think that's huge. And I would definitely say,
0: I do think that experiences matter a lot and what mm-hmm. someone has gone through and how their leadership style has developed over time. You know, I, I think that the way, way people are raised is another one, um, which I guess you could go with the nature versus nurture. Yeah. I also think that mentorship is that. Is, one of the probably the biggest ways that a lot of leadership is developed because now you have a guy who's mentoring you in the way of leadership, right? He's trying to teach you how to become a better leader. And most likely what happened is he had someone that taught him how to be a better leader and developed right. it over time, right? And learned what to do, what not to do, and kind of had someone behind him pushing him along to to grow over time. I know that our superintendent, you would never know it, right? It's kind of has like country boy vibes or you know has long hair big old beard and from a guy on the street you would never know that this man has probably forgotten about more construction knowledge than i will ever learn you know he he knows everything you you ever ask him hey like what is this how do you do that and just can spout it off you could run something by him he can tell you a different way that you never thought of and you're like oh that makes a lot more sense than what i was going to do right but he doesn't ever brag about it. He doesn't ever try to show you up. He doesn't ever try to make you feel stupid or less than. If you ask him, he will answer it and he'll tell you the right way, right way to do it. But if you, he's not just going to go out there and volunteer it hmm. less, and, and try to be like, oh, look at me, right? I know it. The guys all like him. The guys all respect him. They want to do a good job for him. And it's been really cool to see how he runs the job site hmm. day after day and just what the guys on site are, are willing to do for them and how much they respect them. Right. Mm-hmm. From a superintendent standpoint.
1: Right. That that guy sounds like also has some humility about him. Right. Mm-hmm. Very much just so. Be- yeah. Just because you know something doesn't mean you have to share all the time. So one of the things I was going to say Walker was a thing he taught me the other day. This is absolute gold. I would put it with listening, learning and leading with questions, but he goes, so a man much smarter than me with much less, much less education Told me once when you're looking for your leader, one, how does he act when he is teaching? Two, how does he act when leading? Three, how does he act when he's learning? I was like, whoa! I was like, man, that's good. You guys send that to me. I will. I was like, that's a that's a t-shirt right there, man. I mean, read read that one more time. Okay, one more time. He said, when you're looking for your leader, one, how does he act when he is teaching? How does he act when leading? How does he act when he's learning? Man, that's good. I know. Teaching, leading, and learning. And I was just like, man, you think about that with different people, right? I see a lot of people, they have an opportunity to teach and they just get upset when someone doesn't get it. And then you see someone Mm -hmm. that's teaching and, hey, I know we got stuff going on, but I'm willing to be present and slow down and go, hey, this is how I think you should do it, right? There's your leader right there. And so constantly with with the crews that we have on site, I don't think any of them listen to this, so it doesn't really matter. But I mean, James is constantly, man, gauging, gauging. Okay, that's a leader. That's not. That's a leader. I got to work on him. Like he's got all the guys in our crew, and he's just thinking constantly, how do I get this guy here? How do I just, it's just a big chess piece. And that's just, it's cool to step back and be able to, one, he asked for my input because he goes, you're the analytical brain. You're out there every day. I need to hear some of the details, but this is what I think from here. And then you tell me. And I'm just like, man, all right, cool. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's an awesome opportunity. So Dude, what about cool. from, from your side, Walker? So we, we talked a little bit about a superintendent. What do you think it takes for a project manager? Kind of the mm-hmm. same question you asked me, but from a project management perspective to understand, you know, what that guy's going through. I
0: mean, we, like you said, we, we talk about it all the time, but really it, it does come down to relationships is, do you know who you work with? And it takes time to do that. I think some of the best project managers are ones that they're not going to come out hot off the gate and try to drill down in your history. But over time, conversations that you have, they get to know your family, right? They know my wife, she'll come in the trailer sometimes and and they know her, you know, now. And, and so she's been introduced and over time, you just get to know who someone is and, and what goes on in their life so that you can kind of see Oh, they seem like they have a little off off day today, right? Hey, what's going on? You know, how how's how was your weekend? How, what's, what, what can I do for you sort of thing? I think in terms of leadership role or developing a, a position, it comes down to how much... Or let me rephrase that. If you are the project manager and you're trying to grow someone under you, APM, project engineer, you name it, it's not giving them more than they can handle or not giving them too much when they're not ready for it, but also giving them enough to push them to have to to learn how to do something or to get outside their comfort zone hmm. and hmm. not always giving them the answer i think something that i like when my project manager does right is there might be a situation that occurs or something happens and she'll look at me and say i like i know how i would handle this but how would how would you handle this situation hmm. and so i get to explain what my thinking is well i think I would do this, 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 and this. And, you know, sometimes she's like, that's exactly what I would do. Or she's like, yes, that's correct. And I would do this or I would go this route, right? Uh, and so now what I, that's kind of taught me when I go in there and, and I try to ask her about a, a situation that's occurring on the job sale, I'll say, hey, this happened. I want your opinion, but let me tell you what what I think and what I would do first, mm-hmm. and then you tell me like how close I am to, cool. to the bullseye, right? So I'll I'll explain it. This is what I think I would. This is what happened. This is what I would do. This is why you know I think so. Blah blah blah. And then we get to have a conversation back and forth on. It doesn't. It not. I don't have to do it that way, right? But sh- this is what I would do. She says this is what I would do this is why etc and we, there's even two pms in our trailer a senior pm and a, and a pm two you know pretty much the same position almost and they do things differently on the job site sometimes one of them does something that the other one's like I wouldn't do it that way but that's that's an okay way to do it that's you know you can get to the same finish line by doing it that way i would just approach it another way right and so it was interesting to see the dynamics even within a company within a a job te- a team on a job site people do things differently and there's not a wrong way or a right way per se, but there's just a different way.
1: Yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. I I mean, one awesome leader, right? Allowing you to have the opportunity to speak and say, Hey, this is what I would do. What do you think now? You tell me, right? That's awesome. That's critical. Another thing I thought about whenever you said there's so many different ways in construction to do something right. And Mm -hmm. I think this is the big difference from the jobs I'm at now is That's okay. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be one way and that's it. Right. You move from, you move from that thinking and you go to, Hey, there's multiple ways to do it. Some may take longer, but some may have a different result. But if you all end up at the end point and it's not, you know, you spend an inordinate amount of time difference. It's a huge budget difference. Right. Mm -hmm. If you can get to the same result and it's within a day or so, and it costs about the same money then who really, I mean, Good Lord, can we make up a day and a schedule? Yeah, it'll be all right. Like, I promise. Yeah. So, I'm going to zoom in here. Another example that happened this exact week. One of our foremen, he's from Colorado, another solid guy, love him to death. Looks like John Wick. So, if he ever listens to this, he's going to start laughing. But the dude's just a beast. But so, we are he was putting up the slab edge with a piece of plywood, but then also putting a handrail. So, you have to put the piece yep. of plywood, then the handrail yep. up, right? And so for him, the way he learned it, if this is the wall, you put your two by this way instead of flat at B and G what we do is we put it flat because we know we're going to have to come back and kick it off later. So yeah. he was thinking from the safety standpoint of two by four stronger this way. And so mm. he had to make more cuts, had to use more tap cons, whatever. It took him a, a a whole day longer than people thought, who cares? To me, it's not a big deal. Well, another guy didn't like it. So we had to work that out today. He was like. <laughs> Well, this is why I did it this way. It's stronger. Yes, it took longer, but no one told me there was a time limit how to get this done, and Hmm. this is the way I learned it. So unless someone comes and tells me from Brass Funnel Glory it's the way we do handrails on a slab edge, then is there really a difference? The guy goes, oh, you're kind of right. You're right. I should have come and told you this is how I would like it to be done, right? And so – to me, I was like, wow, so now I know if I have time, I could do it this way, it's a different way, but if not, I'm going to do it the way B&G usually does it. So just something, again, you learn really quickly that sounds so small, but got the end result. A day later, big deal. Like, it, it worked out. It looks great. It's going to be a safety aspect. It's going to work fine. So,
0: I, I think that one question solves a lot of problems in construction, especially yeah. for new guys, right? Well, even though even older guys i had a conversation yesterday with two guys over coffee and we were talking about the younger generation right and the older generation teaching all that kind of stuff even the difference between he was an engineer so it's like engineering and project management engineering and people in the trades etc they're all they're all related but they're all different and so you know i think the question of how would you do it one knocks down a lot of doors, and it also solves a lot of problems. Because as a new engineer, as a new PM, as a new superintendent, you name it, you can come out there guns blazing. We talked about this before. We know people that do that. We we know of instances where this has occurred. Right? You can come out guns blazing. You can say, "I want it done this way, this way, this way." I don't think you know that way is right. Blah 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 blah. And if you're a trade contractor, you you'll you can follow that that direction that the GC is giving you or that the design team's giving you, et cetera. Like you can do that and it could turn out okay in their experience it's probably not going to be okay right but if you are a new guy and you say hey h- like how how would you go about doing this mm-hmm. in the field right mm-hmm. what's you, what's been your experience of doing said thing of installing shower drains or putting handrails up on a slab edge right that's going to open the door so much for learning for you and respect between both between you and that trade, right? Because now they know that you're willing to listen to them. You're willing to, you value their opinion and you value their experience that they worked years to obtain. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. for you, you get to learn a little something that I guarantee you, you probably didn't know if you're a brand new guy coming into construction, right? Because you don't know a dang thing when you start working in construction and you and I have been for a few years now and we still don't know a dang thing. Right. And so I learn something new every day by just asking the guys, hey, what are you doing? Like not in a bad way, right? Can you teach me? Like, can you show me why you're doing that? What's the reason for it? I just want to learn. And it's you'll be amazed at right. the relationships that you can build by just doing that.
1: Right. I mean, I love what Walker said, but the even caveat. So we'll back up first. As a young guy, it's super important. Young guy or gal, it doesn't matter. We gotta we gotta do better at that. Young guy, or gal, it doesn't matter, right? If you come in and go, Well, how do you go about doing that? whoever it is, they're going to teach you like mm-hmm. they're willing to teach you you're coming to them and asking them their advice. So they're going to tell you no guy ever. I don't care how salty he is he is. is going to tell you no. the second thing to that, what I love and talking about the, this, this gentleman that uh, I think he's John wick, he has been, you know, whenever I ask that question, he then challenges me in a good way. Well, tell him what you think first, right? Show me mm. what you got. Let me see what, let me see. Why are you thinking this? And then I'll show you my way because he obviously has the experience right he's done it a million times like just different but the way i would do it he would then come back and go okay what you did there's great but this is a step i think you missed out right Mm. this is where i'll help you refine a little bit but he gives me the opportunity to self-think so if you're a young guy or gal that doesn't know you can tell them i literally have no clue this is what i think would happen but i can't get super detailed but if it's a, another person that you know they got a little bit of experience, go, okay, well, you tell me first. Let me think because I have the experience. I know you're trying to, to gain that, so let me help you a little bit. How do you think you should do it? And then it's just kind of a game, but it's also – it just allows so much growth. And, man, once you get to that level, like just yeah. relationships start to build, man. It's just a difference. Awesome. Instead of it being this way or everyone's pointing fingers at other people, you're finally starting to grow together. And then the next problem that comes, it's, okay, well, how do we figure this out together? I know it's not going to be a finger-pointing battle. It's Mm going to be, how do we do this as a team? Which, that's construction.
0: Well, and another point off of that, right, is now you set it up to where the guys in the field know that that you are on their side, right? Mm -hmm. If there is a problem, they're not going to try to cover it up. They're going to come to you and say, hey – we got messed up or this happened or like, Hey, oops. Like how can we resolve this? And they know that you're not going to just yell at them because they messed up. Everyone messes up. I guarantee you, you'll mess up every day. Right, But instead it's a partnership approach and you're going to go out there and you're going to help them. What's cool about my companies, right? I've, I've interned and worked for different ones, but it's cool on this one hearing the plumber hearing different trades say, you know, it is a massive difference in a project's success and and, and a, even just a project's overall feel when you're building it of having a GC who works with you versus who you just work for, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's cool about my company is everyone on my job site is is that way. They just they want to help. They want to solve the problem. They will go out there and they will look at it with you and we will call the engineers and we'll try to figure out a solution. Even though you missed a sleeve or you messed up or you did this, you did that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: well, it happens. How do we move forward? How do we fix it? How do we make the job site a success, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't, as common sense as that sounds, it's hard It is. It's hard to believe, but it is true that that is not the approach of every GC, yeah. of every company out there, right? Mm-hmm. Even, even trade-wise, like that's not their approach mm-hmm. in, in a lot of the cases. So it's awesome to have a job site where that is the approach more than it is than it isn't you know that's
1: right i'm not going to get too much into the specifics here but just one guy i've earned the right to speak to is he's a rod busting superintendent Uh, that's what i call him he might be a foreman superintendent i mean he's well in his 60s he's still out there i mean he's gotta love it if not he wouldn't be there yeah salty hard i I mean he's a rod buster i mean he's got to get production they get paid by the ton he's hard on them but I've worked that guy instead of being a salty guy, let's go, let's go talk to Davis now. Mm. Like, so at the beginning, the first few foundations, we were excavating then having to set rebar in and then do anchor bolt. Like we were just getting in a flow, right? Every, everything was a, it's a problem. It's a fire. It's a problem. It's fire. And so I was training the guy under me. Don't respond every time he says a fire say, right. I'm in teaching that because he, he is pushed to his limits right now. like, Side story, real quick. Whenever you said that, give people enough where they're not they're not swamped, but they are challenged, right? Mm-hmm. I give this guy too much. I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta rein that back in. So, that being said, with with this other guy, the 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 rod buster superintendent, right? Everything was a problem, and so I just learned that not everything's that big of a problem. I literally go there. It may take me 10 to 15 minutes to get there. he will be like, man, what took you so long? Oh, man, you know, blah, 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 right? When I get there and we talk about it, the first time I started to think, he saw me as, oh, you don't know. And so he just wrote me off. But yeah. I made the, the guy, Peyton, I made him call me the next time. Let, him, let me come back to him. So he started to see, I don't just, there's a problem Boom, I have an answer. There's a problem. Now, let me step back and look at my iPad. Let me look at the structures. Let me make a phone call. Let mm-hmm. me get the, the data that I need. And then I'll come back and give you something. It may take 30 minutes, but I'm going to give you an answer. He's used to people, you know, give him an answer right then that's wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: they just leave and they don't give him an answer. So after this started to happen, you know, we're 700 yards into pouring concrete now on this far side. He now comes to me. Doesn't say it's a problem. It's how can we help this and how can we fix this together, right? That's completely different, right? And the dude's salty and he'll treat other people bad. But because I earned the right, I didn't take, you know, first, I have to give him respect anyway. He's older than me. Second, he's got more experience than me, obviously, but I wanted to make sure we were doing the right way. So slowly over time, I just chose my battles. All right, hey, this is where we messed up. Hey, this is where you messed up. Now let's come together and fix it together. So over, over time, it's been pretty cool to earn the right, Especially because a few years ago I'd have been freaking, I don't know, petrified to ever challenge that person. But now it's just it's part of the nature, right? But you learn to set a boundary the professional way and then continue to yeah. grow and continue to work together.
0: That was one of my to to work ons, right? We do you do yearly reviews or whatever. One of the things that my PM challenged me was to challenge the trades more, not in not in a disrespectful or bad way, right? But to to push back, challenge it more and saying okay, I hear what you're saying, but could, you know, could you, could we have done this, this or this, or like, is there really a reason for this? Do we need that change order, et cetera? It's a, that's a good way to put it. I want to do cover one more thing before we sign yeah. off. This is more related to the trades, but I was, I've been thinking about it as we've been talking about this. You know, I think a lot of people wonder how to set themselves apart, especially if they're a new, new guy, new trade tradesman or woman, new guy on the the job site, et cetera. It's been cool to see, because typically most jobs I'm on Mond, there's not a ton of like fresh, fresh guys or really, really young guys, usually a little bit older. But there are a couple, a lot on this job site. And one in particular works for a certain trade. I'm not going to go into detail, I guess. But he's like 20 and makes, you know, young, makes mistakes, kind of like a bull in a china shop. But the one thing that that the superintendent always talks about is he's like, he, he can count them. He's going to show up early. He's going to be, he'll, he'll leave late if he has to. And he always stays busy. Mm. Always. He's, he, he's not lazy. He doesn't sit around. He gets, he'll sweep. He'll just work consistently. He's consistent. Mm. It's been cool to hear him talk about this young guy. And like I says, you know, sometimes he does the, the, The newbie jobs, the fire watch, that kind of stuff. Sometimes he doesn't get to do certain things because, like I said, he's a bull in the china shop. But the one common thread is that he always stays busy and he's very, very reliable. So I think as a new guy, that just strikes me, especially in kind of what we're talking about now. If you're looking at how how do you rise up where you're currently at, how do you uh, make an impression as a new guy? Maybe you kind of get discouraged and, and don't think it's noticed. It's noticed. When you show up, it's noticed how you work is noticed if you stay busy if you're reliable it's all going to be noticed and over time it's going to lead to to bigger and better things for you in that specific role
1: what no matter what role you're in if a superintendent sees you with a broom you're his guy just go ahead and count that right there's obviously always something to clean up and get better at but i love that the dude stays consistent right and you're willing to look over some of the mistakes you know he's young right he needs to get experience that's pretty cool
0: Yeah, it it was pretty cool to see, right? One of them's like foam too much, and the some of the penetrations had to be like, all right, that's too much foam. Let's not do so much, right? But he goes out there and does it. Uh, It takes correction well, so it's cool. It's it's cool to see. That's cool, guys. That uh, I think that wraps it up, unless Davis has something something else to cover. Uh, We appreciate it. We're excited for for next week. We have an awesome guest coming on. Mr. Hopefully. Let's, right. We have we've, we've already done a podcast with him. Now we're switching roles. So he gets to do a podcast with us. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to, to do a little bit of leadership, leadership talk on that. But like we said, as always, reach out to us if you have a question, contact at lang foundations.com. Reach out to us on LinkedIn. We're excited for this new, new year, guys. Peace.